Back at it. Yeah, let's get it, man. My, I don't know what that was about, but, you know, whatever. It's all good. That's peace. That's peace. That's peace. So you said you was eight, how many days now? Four, four days? Eight. Eight, eight days? Like a, little over, a little over eight days so far. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like a little over there. But I've been, I've been, but the reason why I'm backing all that stuff up is because, you know, you can't rely on technology like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to back it up, man, and be able to, you know, put that shit away. Because ain't nothing worse than losing. I, I've lost tons of songs and tracks and beats and shit because I didn't back up my shit before. You know? But now as time goes on, you got to be changing all these software versions and all that shit. You got to back your stuff up, you know? Right. So let's talk, I mean, let, let's talk about that, all, all that music because... You know, our conversations, you were telling me, you know, there's a reason why, you know, you're so protective of your music. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, let's talk about, you know, the plans that you wanted to do with your music, because you said, you know, once you're gone, at least, you know, you'll have a lasting, you know, legacy here. Yeah. You know, rich in this in this culture, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. if you care to expound well, on that. Well, I felt like that was, you know, Tupac, me and Tupac used to have these conversations every every time, every once in a while. When I, I didn't speak to him often, but when I did speak to him, and we get into a conversation about the game, he we would always talk about. I, I asked him, "How many songs you got, Pac?" Mm. He's like, "I don't know, man. I got. I don't count. I don't know. I don't count. I just got. He just make them. Pac wasn't a guy who wanted to be in the studio like that. He would go to the studio, record as many songs as he wanted. He'd be out. He's like, let all these dudes who stay in here do all that mixing and all that shit. So." When he when he passed when he died, you know I, I was looking at how his music was being you know released. I was like, mm -hmm. I, I got I got to figure my shit out. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm you got guys that are catalogers. They not they not really they don't want to throw their shit all the way out in the way. They just building catalog. You know, I'm a cataloger. I like cataloging different things, different music, and all that. All my shit, other things that I've worked on. Everything is organized and in order, but. You do that for your kids. You do that for your family, and, and and you give them something. A lot of these artists, when they die and move on, man, they, they, everybody start fighting over shit because they don't really know what to do with it. Somebody mm -hmm. can come along and say, "Hey, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars for all of those songs," and then they go somewhere and make enough that would have took care of the family for the next two generations because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just it's just being more organized. You know, that's all. Well, I'm. I'm you know that you brought up Pop. You, you care to talk about your, you know your relationship with Pop because, you know, you and I know you know we see a lot of the talk on the timeline where people think, you know, they got the story or the gist because a lot of it is, if anything, is a lot of hot takes, mm -hmm. so to speak. You know, hot takes with, let's just say, with not a lot of truth behind it. It was a, a whole lot of uh, what's that word? Hyper, hyperbole. I, I, I would. I would suggest, uh, yeah. I don't know how to say, but. Hyperbole? Yeah, hyperbole, so to speak. I mean, listen, right. I want you to talk about your relationship with Tupac. 
I mean, it wasn't that much. I mean, you know, I mean, we we saw we always respected one another. That's you know that was the main thing. I never really got a chance to hang with him like that, but I had a lot of love for him because it was just a mutual a mutual respect from just two guys that MC. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know the, my relationship with Tretch, my relationship with Pac. There's a, you see the relationship. So, yes, you know what I mean. So it was it was this it was that you know it was um a lot of times. When we did run into him, he was always on the move somewhere in Dorms. I never really hung out with him like that. But I always, when I when I did speak to him, it was always respect, always much love. You know, he sampled some of my stuff sometime. He called me, he's like, "Yo, I want to sample this." I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead." And you know, it's in my, I had my, I didn't, I had, uh, it wasn't a real, real label, but I had a label that I thought I had back in the mm-hmm. days. You know what I'm saying? It was me trying to figure out how to make records. I, that was the beautiful part about. It being in the game so early is that there was a learning process that I couldn't rush that experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in the process of me learning, I would come across guys like a Big L or Tupac or even a Biggie who I didn't, you know, I think I might have been around Big L more than any of them. Yeah. And you were saying he was like Billy the Kid. Was he? Yeah. Let, 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 let's talk about Big L, man. Uh, Big L was just, you know, he was a good guy. He definitely was, definitely was one of the best spitters you ever want to meet but he was he knew how to he knew how to, his his personality was such that you knew he was in the room in the room when he was in there which is mm-hmm. a good thing you know what i'm saying like he but but he was he was like the little brother that everybody can get on everybody nerves you know what i'm saying but i loved him anyway you know he was a good kid and he was, he was just super dope on the mic man i always wanted to hear a song with him and g-rap an album a project with him and g-rap yeah. That would have been sick. I always wanted to hear. I always wanted to hear a project produced by Digging in the Crates for G Rap and Big L together. That would have been so fucking. Yeah, good. that would have been sick. Oh man, that would have been sick, bro. Ah, G Rap is one of them dudes that he's another one. You're like you gotta bring your A game, man. You can't. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he makes you listen. Like when he rap on, even right now. When G Rap spit, he makes you listen. Like he's I like those MCs that make you want to rewind the music and go, whoa, 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 check out you heard what he said? Check that out. That shit was crazy. He how he flipped it and how he did, you know, lyrically, when you're talking about lyrics, that kind of shit is exciting because yeah, you know, it's not just what you're saying, but how you say it. But how you say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Delivery yeah. cadence, so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean those those elements, those elements of putting those elements of putting word, taking words, all these words, and formatting these words to make a conversation that rhymes and makes sense mm. over a beat. Over a beat. And you got to stay on time. Oh, yeah. And you you got to be on point. You know, so it's, a lot, it's a lot to that shit, though. That's why you just can't. You just, you know, it's one thing to say, you, you know, the, the, the cat sat, hat, mat, tat, 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 tat. It's one thing to say that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's another thing when you when you know how to carve that conversation into a certain direction, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful skill. Well, since we, you know, talking about beautiful souls and spirits, you know, one of my favorite songs uh, that you had put out was um, the Gangstar Bus. Mm. Yeah, man. And how you spoke on headquarters and of course, Guru, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, care, to, you, you care to share any stories um, about doing Guru? You know what? That song, that song was just 
when 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 uh when Guru died, when Guru passed away, mm-hmm. Premier, Premier, we working on collection, and Premier sent me that beat, and I was like, yo, this, I immediately I wanted to paint a picture of an event, yes, like being on tour with them, like that was a that was an event, that wasn't just, I mean, we went through some shit on that tour, bro. We went through, <laughs> I mean, you believe yeah. me, bro. Woo, five heartbeats type shit on that moment. Yeah. It was, you know what I'm saying? And 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 uh, we had we had a we had a lot of a lot of things that happened that to me stuck in my memory. Mm-hmm. So when I and and that bus that was our house, man. We on the road on that bus. I think we went through two buses on that tour. Mm. You know, and there's a lot of stories behind things that happened in that. So that's why when I said that, who, where were you? when we were living on the Gangstar bus, I was trying to really say, like, you know, it's a lot of cats that, you know, not 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 excluding the guys that are down that just didn't go on the tour with us. I'm not talking right. about them. I'm talking about just people who just, you don't know. You wasn't there. And I'm not saying it was a bad experience either. It was a, it was a, it was a family experience. Just right. fighting, laughing, playing dice, arguing, singing, rapping, listening to music. Somebody ate my food. Tour bus shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes had first time I ever seen some shit like this on a, on a hip hop tour. I don't want to call it underground, but on a hip hop tour, this dude had three buses. Mm. Bus bus had a Buster Rhymes had a bus just for food, the cooks and oh stop playing. Yeah, Buster Rhymes was doing it big. He he had he had a bus for wardrobe. Oh yeah. He had a bus for chefs and cooks and pots okay. and pans and wops and all kinds of shit. <laughs> and then he had a bus for the, for them. You know what I mean? And he had a studio on one of the buses. Oh, so Buster wasn't playing early this in the is, game. This, this is this is what uh this is definitely after LONS, correct? Yeah, this was this was on the smoking grooves in like the nineties. This was in the nineties. Mm. Yeah, this was smoking grooves. This was this was bus bus was on I got a video I got a I got a videotape of Billy and Fame in my hotel room playing a video game against each other, right? Playing yeah. <laughs> and all all this classic hip hop wear, Walker wear, and 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 and, and uh, all kind of shit. Brooklyn Mint. I mean, was it Brooklyn Mint? I don't think it was Brooklyn Mint. Was out there. So some, it was all kind of shit, bro. I don't think it was Brooklyn Mint, but it was a bunch of shit that people were just sending us clothes and, and Nietzsche and all of that shit. Mm, taking it back. Yeah. yeah, it was that time. It was that time. I was like, wow, man. It's, it was, we, we had a lot of memories. So Gangstar Bus was trying to paint a picture, a brief three minute, whatever long the song is, picture of that time. That's what I, that's what I know how to do as an artist. I know how to paint the picture of a time. So that's what I did. You know what I mean? It was, and it and it had that song had a lot of meaning to us. Yeah, everybody yeah, I mean, that heard it. Everybody that heard it called me and told me. At least when I seen them on E, they called me and told me, "Yo, that song was, you know." Yeah, so, it's definitely it's, one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, it's a dope record. Definitely one of my favorite tracks, man. So I, I want to talk about uh, Ogeology. Mm. Yeah, now, how did how did that come about? Tretch. Tretch. Yeah. Um, I went to Tretch. I went to Jersey one night, sit down with Tretch about some stuff, man. And I said, man, we should come up with a group, man, or something, you know? And, and um, first he said, it should be me, 
him and Scarface. Mm. And I said, damn, Face is dope too. I said, but I don't think Face is going to do it because Face just was with the Ghetto Boys. So he's kind of used to the group thing. Dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's, he's, so I don't know if he would be coming out of a group situation and going back into a group. That was just me. My, I, I didn't think he would do it. So then he, we was thinking of a second choice or another or alternative choice. I don't want to say second, but an alternative choice. And then he, and then Tretch said, trick, trick. Yeah, trick, trick. And I was like, yo. Yeah. Said, well, yeah, let me call that motherfucker, yo. Let me yeah. call that. And that's exactly <laughs> what I did. And I'm glad I made that call. Trick is a trick is the truth. And he's, and he's talented. Yeah. My, my face is super talented. Like, this is not about face because face, I just didn't think Scarface would want to be in another group. Another group, yeah. Totally as far as the lyricist is concerned, or and, and making songs, A plus. That's this ain't about him. But one thing I liked about working with Trick Trick was Trick is a he's a he's one of them he's he's like one of them guys that nobody knows can do a lot of shit like people say about me. You know, yeah, you know yeah. He's like one of them, the he, He's like one of them guys whose his his uh, reputation precedes you know. Oh, big time. And. I thought that was cool because I, I I thought it would be good to showcase some of the things, you know, that he could do over some shit that Knox put together. You know what I'm saying? I was like, because once I heard once I heard Chuck D on Knox, I was like, yo, yeah, this is this is this is next level. I heard Biz Marky on Knox. I'm like, yeah, this is next level right here. Raheem Devon on Knox. On Knox, yes. You know what I mean? So I'm like. You know what I mean, and then you know you grab V Styles and 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 uh, and, uh, and uh, everybody else that was on there, uh, Big Gov and all them cats that was on yeah, there. Yeah, Big Gov. Yeah. You know, you, those those MCs over Nazis. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I wanted to hear. But when I said, "Damn, Trick Trick over Nazis," that was dope to have Jersey, New York, Detroit kind of come together and pull something together. The thing was that right around the time we shot the second video. I think the new kids on the block tour happened with Naughty mm. by Nature. I think it was Naughty by Nature, Salt and Pepper, and and Tretch had to go on the road. So I went back in the studio to work on some DMC project that I was doing for DMC. Right. And yes. Trick started shooting a movie, and we just never really. Re I mean, I I think it's we actually finished the project. I think there's a couple of little things we might have to do, but you know, we actually finished. The project we shot two two videos yeah so that yeah I, I just actually i just actually watched the video the one um featuring uh brother raekwon mm -hmm. the second yeah. video the second video is um was shot in detroit and trick trick directed it and then we were supposed mm. to come to new york and i was going to direct the third one in new york because it's a it's so it's a it's a it's a crazy they all tag together you know what i'm saying so okay. what happened after the outcome of that was me and trick trick got back together and went in the studio and did this project called OGP. Mm. And and man, when I tell you this is cold, we should, we're actually doing a movie. Oh, instead of doing a video, we're gonna do a movie around wow. around the music. So he's he's writing the script and putting all that together. You know, it's it's gonna be crazy, man. So you know, stay creative and innovative and prolific. You know. Indeed. What, so I, I noticed like you really have a special relationship with a lot of these Detroit MCs. You know, what is it about you and Detroit that 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 meshes so well? Sound, the sound, 
I like the sound. I like the um um I mean Motor City, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? That's 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 the home that's the home of Motown. Like how could you not be connected to that? I grew yeah. up we, we grew up listening to that. I would have been I'd have played myself if I wouldn't have went by and took a picture on the steps over there. You know what I'm saying? That Motown. Yeah. But it's the sound, it's the the uh just just the way they that whole you know Dilla esque. I feel you. I feel you. I, I know where you get. I know where you get that. And then you got that. You know, you got you got a lot of talent there. A lot of talent. Like not even just MCs talented. I'm talking about you know beat beat talented mm. production production. Frank Nitt. Yes. Son, I, I got on one of them joints and got in. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So I mean, you know, that's the kind of shit I like. That's my personal preference. I like it. There's, there's talent everywhere, but you know, I guess visiting there made me feel a way like I like going there. I feel like that's like a second home for me. You know? Well, I, I definitely have a, a special affinity for Detroit, thanks to you know Brother V Styles, but then also with uh, with Trick Trick, you know. Um, you know, sometimes when you run into people, you you know, you, you get sometimes you take a step back and you mm -hmm. don't know if you remember them or not. Mm -hmm. But this was uh last year in um, Times Square, and uh, Rock Rock had a, a show with uh, Cypress Hill mm -hmm. over. I, I I I think was it PlayStation Theater? I think it was just recently. It was just recent actually, and um, I seen Trick at the hot dog stand with his wisdom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you already know, you know, I, I rolled up on the big homie. As soon as I said, yo, big trick trick was popping. He looked at me. He already knew what it was. He was like, bumpy knuckles, family reunion, SOBs. What the fuck was he ordering? A sour Bro, I, I don't know what he was. No <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was getting a, uh, you know, he wasn't getting no hot dog, I guarantee you that. I don't know if he was getting a pretzel or something to drink, yeah, but you know, he I saw that because he, he was he, he wasn't getting no goddamn hot dog. I know yeah, he definitely not eating no swine. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, you know, he, he he definitely stood out. So when I walked up on him, he automatically knew what it was. He was like Bumpy's little little brother, right? You you helped with the show, so I'm, like for, for just for him to even remember that that was just enough. Just for after meeting mm -hmm. him one time and working with him that yeah. one time. Yep. That's crazy, man. Yeah, he's 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 a solid guy. And I mean, it, like just the hospitality is always, you know, super up to par, man. He just he's just a genuine guy, you know. And me, him, and Tretch had a nice vibe in the studio together. That was yeah. another thing, you know, because you know Tretch is a lot of energy. Tretch is energetic. Very and he's very creative. If you ever work with Tretch in the studio, you know, like he's he's one of them guys that it don't take him long to catch a melody mm -hmm. and build on it. And then next, you know, before you could get your thought out, Tretch done already either took it out your head and made it bigger, mm. or came up with something that was better. You know, what yeah, I, mean? because I was fortunate to work with Tretch, but not in the studio uh, capacity. Um, it's when uh, Naughty by Nature had came to. Uh, DC and performed at the Howard Theater. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, and got to work with him in, in in that nature. He's very, I know he was just very laid back behind the scenes, but he just wanted to make sure everything was technically right because he wanted to make sure he sounded right. Because 
when he went out there, he gave a hundred and you know, hundred and ten percent, if not more. You know what I mean? Was he so with, was, was he with Naughty or was he by himself? Oh, he was with the whole Naughty KG. Let me tell you something. They work. They work. Uh, they work at a, in a certain way. So technically, they remind me. I'm telling you, what they remind me KG and Macy are very similar when it comes to stages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Maceo set up a day last show? Yeah, yeah. Is you get tired watching them work? Like, dude, this dude is everywhere. On he, he, covers, he, covers, he covers the stage like he's sizing up a boxing ring or something. Yes. Same with KGs. Like they very, you know, they're professionals. You know, and then you grow into that. You grow into that. Sometimes you can't get so used to telling everybody to do it for you. Some things you got to do for yourself. You know, and you can't tell us, you know, make sure the mic sound good or, you know, people like that end up screaming through the whole show. Turn me up. Turn me up. You know, turn, yo, engineer, you fucking up, but beat your ass. Turn me up. <laughs> yeah. End up doing that because you don't go to sound checks or you don't take it, take the time to come in and perfect the presentation part of your performance. You know? mm. So, and then, and there's guys who can make that fly, you know? Yeah. KRS One does it all the time. He, he a sound check. You know? I'm here to rock the mic. KRS don't know. <laughs> it's funny. No, it's funny you said. It's, it's yeah. funny you said that because that was my that was actually my last show, uh, March thirteenth. Yeah. With with KRS, um, uh, Kid Capri was actually his DJ for that evening. Oh wow, that must have been crazy. Yeah. So um, of course he came in there and he did. He did the sound check, but. When he did the sound check, KRS was actually like in in show mode when he was yeah. doing the sound check. When he touched the mic, it's on. It's on. They know. Ain't no. Once that microphone is in his hand, though, man, it's go time. Sound check. Y'all ain't got to go home, but you got to get the fuck out of here. He raps. Yes. <laughs> yes. He all the way through. He don't. As soon as he, soon as, soon as he touched the mic, it's on. Right, and that's the thing. Most of the time when we have sound checks, it usually starts at four, anytime between four to six. Mm -hmm. I came in there roughly about five o'clock, and you know, they had already set up the stage for him, and of course, Capri was cutting. But then once he was like, yo, Capri, let's get busy. You would think he was gonna possibly do like a quick 10, 20 minute, okay, that sounds right, that sounds right, I'm about to get off. Nah. He did the whole sound check for a good hour, fifteen minutes top. He, he went through song. each song. Yeah, he got into a song. If something that he didn't feel was right, he directed it back to Capri. Oh, let's run that back. Like a a, a a a true perfectionist, you know what I mean? Yeah. He don't do that often, but when he does do it, you know, he's not really Chris Chris used to go to shows without a DJ and tell somebody, Who out here know how to DJ? Mm. And somebody go, oh, me, me. He'll take you, throw you behind the turntables, and then boom. Like, you yeah. know, that's he's that's his that's his level of, of, of hip hop. Like, it's like he gonna trust that if you say you know how to DJ, can you imagine uh, can you imagine somebody from Earth Wind and Fire say, Hey, bass player broke his thumb. Who ain't know how to play the bass? <laughs> <laughs> I know it wouldn't be me. Shit ain't gonna happen, dog. It ain't you know. Not gonna happen. Yeah, I know it's definitely not gonna be me because I, I I don't I don't I don't want that on, on on my plate if I mess up. Nah. Yeah, guess that's a lot of pressure. A whole lot of pressure. It's like just like it's just like him handing you the microphone. True. He'll look over and see you in the wing or see me step. Already hard. You know, like oh shit. 
Boom. Mm. You gotta be on you gotta be ready for that. Because sure, ain't no second chances on that stage, bro. Yeah, you're right. You you, you definitely no second, right about second that. Second chances in the studio, but ain't no second chances on that stage. Tell them. Tell them. Yeah, you know, that's, at that's least the one thing at least about at that least, live event. Exactly. At least when at least when you when you when the show is up at this level right here, yeah, and somebody call you out the rock. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't if the show is right here and somebody call you out the rock, you know, and then you just it's certain guys that just have that element that right. you know, like big imagine having a rock after Big Daddy Kane. You know what you gotta know how to do after rocking after Big Daddy Kane? You gotta think about your you gotta say, nah, I think I'm gonna play in front of Kane. I'm gonna let Clint Kane play out. I, I wanna play before Kane. Yeah, because Kane is definitely a a, a showman. I, I, only a smart MC would be able to say that. If you just think you're going, just because Kane went, you're going to go lyrical, 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 and, and nah. body that shit. Kane is still out there dancing with Scoob and Scrap. Yo, dog, just his presentation alone crazy, is, is, is the epitome of entertainment, hip hop yes. entertainment. Yeah. So, and he, and, he, and, he rock, and he rocks, and he rocks the mic. So, if Kane is on and you're looking at Kane's show, you got to say to yourself, damn, knowing I got to be different because I ain't going out there doing that shit. I'm right. not doing what Kane do. That's Kane thing. Kane do that. How are you going to perform as an MC and keep this? You know who You know who could do some shit like that? MOP could do some shit like that. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Buster Rhymes could do some shit like that. Yes. You know what I mean? These are guys that bring a certain energy level to the stage that you, you, you know, it don't matter who's before or after them. Some guys have that gift. It don't matter who's before. Or right. After. It's 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 in them. It's in them. And then you're gonna get energy across the board. You know what I mean? I used to love when I remember when we we, we was on that tour, that same tour, that smoking goose tour, the smoking we was playing earlier in the set. Mm -hmm. I think before us was like Maya and it was before us was Maya and and uh uh, Will I Am in them? Oh, Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Before, before they put Fergie in. Okay. All right. So they was opening up, and then we was then Gangstar was on, and then I think uh, Busta Rhymes and, and the Flipmo Squad was on, and then um, I think I think at the end of the night it was um, Be Real and and um and Public I'm Enemy was on after Public Enemy, and then be real in them um, mm. so it was it was you know you definitely had to pay attention to people's shows but premiere brought the arsenal we was doing it was mop the whole gangster was gangstar foundation so we was all broke up into different parts he was chopping the show down and putting people at certain points and the energy was just you know you we was we it was pressure but mm. you got guys like a Buster Rhymes who don't feel no pressure like that because this show is high energy. So whoever put that show together, you know, he can oh, only sure. make the show. So if you're really thinking about making a good performance, then everybody would be concerned about keeping the same energy or, or better, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that. OG. Some people get so caught up in their swag, they're not realizing the crowd is about to the crap one nigga in the front row got snot coming out of his nose, not like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you wrapping your ass off, this nigga sleep. He sleep exactly. 
That's what, what, what that brings it back to what you was talking about early in the first hour, personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people want to look up on that stage and, and see something that ain't in the audience. Right. You know, like it's like looking up at George Clinton on stage, like, damn, you got a motherfucker running around there with a diaper on. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the funk, yo. This is crazy. The yeah. shit is landing, you know? Look yeah. at guys like Snoop Dogg, you know, just powerful impact on stage, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Powerful presence on stage, you know what I mean? It ain't always about it ain't always about yelling and screaming. It's an aura that you have as an artist, you know? Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Wyclef on stage, crazy. Wyclef is another. People slept so crazy on Wyclef. Live performance, Wyclef was always... And Wyclef always loved to bring MCs out to rock. Like, that's mm. another element about him that I always liked. You know? That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Only certain people possess that. Some people don't Some people don't want to um, mix it up. You know what I'm saying? Some cats do. And, and it also matters, too, what kind of DJ you got. Some, sometimes you, there's some DJs that ain't named brand DJs that just whew, crazy. Yeah, that rock out. Crazy. I mean, just yeah. talented, man. Just, you know, but the game throws a lot of colorful names around that you just that just kind of stick with you. And then they keep them in your head with all this top five this and top ten that and top five this when there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of DJs out here that are just totally worthy of those cattle, those those lists catalogs you know what i mean well that's why i just I, well that's the one thing I, I say when people uh ask me well who is it that you listen to or what is it that you listen to like it was a question that i got the other night when i just went on live and the gentleman asked is like do i listen to woke rappers and i was like you know what does woke mean like <laughs> you, you understand what i'm saying like it, it I, i'm not one for titles you know what i'm saying if the music is good and, and it resonates with me then that's what i'm gonna rock with but I don't have a particular category of quote unquote woke artist or, you know, I'm saying another one who might be a bash. Or I, you know, I don't know, man. They just keep coming up with all these crazy categories. Wilding, wilding, gangster rap, uh, all this shit, all of the bullshit tags that have been put on the game, man, is you have to know how to sidestep all that silly shit because it'd be people, it'd be the fans or somebody that's presenting themselves as a fan that'll come at you mm. shit like that. You know what I mean? And don't even know what the, what he what he even means by that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you you can't you can't argue with invisible men, but you also can't not pay attention to what's going on as far as mind manipulation and how another part of black culture is being manipulated into or molded into something that we can't even explain anymore right you know what i'm saying when you do when you part of a culture you should never ever feel like you're not connected to that culture even as it goes on when errors change you still should be connected to it the right. disconnect comes because they're creating a divide on this this five is better than that five or this guy is better than that guy everything is competitive now and there's no more and, and competitiveness has always been a part of hip-hop. Don't misunderstand where I'm going with this. Right. I'm talking more about the whole premise is that. It's mm. always it's always us against each other all the time. Instead of people sometimes saying, you know what, yeah, that is a part of hip-hop. But what about somebody who's just straight hip-hop taking hip-hop culture to another culture and infecting it 
Mike, in that sense where, you know, whether it's not just one jazz album, just because Guru did it, but let's do that with a bunch of different cats. Bring hip hop to that genre. Bring hip hop to the classical genre. Bring hip hop to the rock genre. Again, you got examples that were made for you to be able to do that shit. True indeed. But instead, you still worried about being better than this lumphead motherfucker who just started rhyming two days ago, and mm. everybody think he nice because all his boys want him to get on because they can't rhyme. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they're going to gas this nigga up and yeah. bread pull this nigga up to yes, man. Can rhyme with this guy who's been doing it for 30 years and instead of us working to nurture, he want knowledge and, uh, uh, and wisdom to help him build this shit up so that he could take it further. We too busy doing this. Yeah. So that's the, that's, the fo that's the 48 fake out. Mm. You know what I mean? Nigga hear somebody rap me, man. Nigga whack me. I, my man is nicer than him. Man, fuck your man, nigga. Fuck your man. Where your man record at? Let's stop <laughs> talking about all this shit, hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop. Where's the music? That's the point. Where's the fucking music? If everybody trying to get a hit record. They just make a dope record first. Make a dope record first. Let yeah. the hit shit find your shit. But this gets you a... Just make some dope shit and put it out. Just so the people see that hip-hop is, is delivering. In other you know words, in other words, you're telling these youngins they don't always have to hit a home run. Just put out some quality yo, yo, shit. Name a baseball player that did. Facts. Since we want to use that metaphor, name a baseball player that always hit a home run. I mean, we can't say that unless it's on juice. You feel what I'm saying? Nobody. Jordan had a bad game before, too. Thank you. So we know, but he still played. Right. You know what I'm saying? Allen Iverson had a a couple bad games, but he still played. He still played, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, in hip-hop, we got to get in the game and just keep playing. You know what I mean? Everybody want to be, they, like I said, these dudes want to just make records, but you got to make, like, go in the studio with some passion and come out with some shit that you just going, some dudes are just throwing trash into the pipeline. I get it. But I ain't going to lie to you, man. It's, it's, it's almost scary to see people creating a new narrative for something that was already invented long ago. Mm. You know what I mean? This yeah. narrative being created by people that just feel like they, they, hey, listen, when you start telling, when you start telling people that they can learn how to rap by reading a book or, or, or learn how to DJ by reading a book or learn how to, you may learn some of the technical things, how to fade a works or, but when you know everybody got a fucking tutorial on how to do shit. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's a, yeah, a lot of instructions at? out here nowadays. Where's the music at, dog? Right. What is hip hop without the music? You're right. Niggas, niggas is making. Some of these dudes is out here dropping four or five albums a year, and ain't nobody talking about it. They talking about other shit that ain't got nothing to do with the to music. Yeah, you're right. Right. Well, it's, I mean, I think I think a lot of that comes with the way music is being consumed now. People's uh, attention span is 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 like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think. Why do I, we care? Why do I, we? Care? I mean, not necessarily that. Why do we care? But I just think the art, the new artists right now are put in a, a a certain space where they feel that they always have to crank out something, or they feel that they're going to be left out. My thing is, if you already built a core audience that follows you and messes with your music, you know, and supports your music, you shouldn't have to be worried about putting an album out every two months or every month. You feel what I'm saying? 
especially if your your quote-unquote art is sustainable do you know what i mean it just seems like a lot of music now it just seems to be just put out there and let's see if it sticks you know what i never gave a fuck how many albums sugar hill dropped right <laughs> i never gave a shit i just knew when they put it out i wanted to hear it right i never i never concerned myself with that i never concerned myself with how many albums the, the the people that were i was influenced with put out a lot of this shit came into play when people believed that they could do what we were doing which there's nothing wrong with that you know everybody gets inspired but when you start talking yourself into you know what i'm gonna put out an album you can't force people to like that shit because you hanging on people's opinions mm. when you hanging on opinions now you fucked up because once somebody don't like their shit, now you want to try to get mad and force them to, well, fuck you, man. That shit is dope. You want to argue with a motherfucker that don't like their shit. That's dumb. Instead of instead of putting it out there, creating a nice piece of work, a nice piece of art, put it out there, and let people that fuck with it, fuck with it. And you right. should be working on, if you ain't promoting and marketing that, you should be working on something else. Something else that's not what you just put out. Mm. Build your body of work. You know what Build I mean? it. Yeah. You get stuck in the bubble hanging on people's opinions and who don't who criticizing and who's writing reviews and all this. Man, please. Some of the stupidest yeah. some of the stupidest shit I ever heard was written in, in album reviews. Yeah. But that was my opinion. Right. So That's your me, yeah, yeah, and you're allowed you're allowed to have that though. Right, right. But you to me that. it was just like they're allowed to have it too. Just to me, to me to have an opinion is just like them everybody got to have an opinion but you can't get caught up in that shit dog word you know i know dudes will go home and change their sneakers because somebody tell them oh man them, them ain't the best ones them is the whack ones <laughs> man <laughs> you, you buying niggas clothes now shit niggas. <laughs> Y'all niggas is, that, what kind of shit is that oh man yeah you right well yeah you definitely right. That's something that I, I don't participate in. I choose not to participate. You're a grown-ass man, dog. You're a grown, yeah, I'm a grown-ass man. Grown-ass man, dog. Your kids want to get into shit like that, that's on them. But you're a grown-ass yeah. man, son. True indeed. Let nobody tell you to change your sneakers, man. Don't <laughs> 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 let, let nobody tell you, yo, man, those the old Jordans, man. Oh, that's, that's like motherfuckers saying, oh, you got the old Rolls Royce. See, you you're the, right. You don't, you don't got the. You don't got the. You ain't got the new Bentley. You got the one that came out two years ago, nigga. Right. Bama's playing catch up or trying to bug. See? In other words, front. Right. Exactly. So I mean, yeah. listen. Don't get. Don't hang on opinions. Just you know, when you put something out there, you gotta expect that people are gonna criticize or not. They're gonna. If you can accept somebody loving it, then you have to accept somebody not liking it. Hopefully, you could do something different. That's the reason you should always do different music. Is because there may be a style of flow that you use that people don't like as much as a different one. So mm. when you following your energy and your mood, there's something that they're going to they gonna gel to based on the diversity of you giving out broad stroke personality instead right. of being stuck. Every record you do sound the same, tone is the same, delivery is the same, flow is the same. Nigga, that's like ramen noodles every night. Every night. Who wants yeah. that? You yeah. can only eat that if you're forced to. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. In other words, I think people think they're caught on with a formula and they're just going to keep force-feeding until yeah. until people catch on. And then nine, hey, listen, just think about just think about a block 
with 20 businesses on it, mm. right? And 19 of those businesses are all selling hamburgers. And one of them businesses are selling hamburger buns. Who getting the money? <laughs> yeah, you definitely right. You know who getting the money. Who getting, buns the, money? Who getting the money off the break? You know what I'm saying? Who getting the money? True. True. Think about that. Just be different. That's all, dog. Just don't want to don't want to be somebody else or sound like somebody else rapping or yo James Brown said that shit. I don't want to be why would I want to be everything I'd rather be bad being me than be a bad impersonation of somebody else. Mm. You know? Word. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that idea. I would nothing. love to see I would love to see diversity in a lot of artists. I mean they personalities, some of them, you know, the dressing. We used to dress the same. Everybody had leases and kangos and shit. Yeah, like with the spikes and all yeah, that. Everybody had all that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when that music came on, you know, the, the the difference stood out. You know what I mean? Look at Dougie Fresh, Biz Marky, Buffy, Buffy, yeah, Rozelle, all yeah. these of uh, 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 um, the human orchestra. Even super, super, even uh, well, no, I wouldn't even go super. Kenny Nessa, Muhammad, super yeah, all these, all yeah. these beatboxing guys are all different. They all do the same thing, but they all different. But they all different, right? You know, Michael Jackson was a beatboxer. You know, but you know, these dudes is all beatboxers. They, they um, all sound different. All different personalities. All different styles of beatboxing. You know, but again. You know, you have to want to be different in, in, in order to, to feed the culture of what it needs to be, have some substance to it, you know? True indeed. True indeed. True. Everybody indeed. names the same guys all the time. That's the yeah, sad I know. part. That's the sad part. When you see the same names all the time, that's the sad part. Not the sad part for them. It's good for them. But the sad part is that the culture has been minimized to that yeah. kind of thought. In other words, they got the blinders on to only think yeah. that's what's supposed to be in it's front a of glass, them. It's a glass helmet now. It ain't even blinders no more. So it's a glass helmet. Mm. That bubble. You know, it's, a glass, yeah. it's a glass with a mask. <laughs> so you know what I mean? That's what you're dealing with. The same names pop up all the time because, and it ain't that people don't know about other artists. It's just that they're forced to say that. All Some the time. People, yeah, you kind of feel forced to say that because that's what radio is telling you. That's what art of magazines are telling you. People are saying to you the same thing all the time. Oh, this one. And it becomes not, it doesn't become about their music at one point. The mute, it may start that way. Then it right. goes into who they married to. And right. They got this one, got caught cheating on this one. Now you always thinking about them. Soon as the music starts, you start thinking about the bullshit and the gossipy bitch shit that got you focusing on them anyway. In the first place, yeah. You know? Yeah, two before the one. Yeah, so I mean, I just, that don't get, don't get brain fucked into thinking somebody's your favorite rapper when you, when you know there's a lot of hip hop out here or there's a lot of music out here. You Tell know them, what I mean? Yeah, you, you definitely know, man. Uh, shoot, we about to, this, 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 this hour's about to end up too, man. But Been I, real, bro. Let's, Let's do I wanted before, to finish this off right because they, <laughs> I wanted to finish this off right because as soon as you you know turn the camera to the you know to the to the music and ready to come back I know there was more jewels but then we froze up I guess we was getting a little too hot for for the peoples out there but it is what it is bro. you know I noticed when there's a flow of information that usually comes out for some odd reason they want to start foul playing you feel what I mean hey, so. I'm glad you came it. on with me for a second hour, though. Definitely. Hey, you needed that, bro. And and, and I appreciate I appreciate you having me on your platform. I'm proud of you, man. Keep doing your thing, and I'm always here for you. As long as I got breath in my body, 
I got a good word for you, fam. You know, I appreciate you, Bumpy, for real, man. Stay like, focused, man, and stay positive, black man. Will do. You I already know what it is. You, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna stay on my square all the time. You're a good brother. I love you, good brother. Stay love focused. You too. Love you too, Bump. Thank you, Salute. man. Salute. Well, he wanted to come back on and rap some more. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my big bro, the OG Bumpy Knuckles. I wasn't expecting another hour, but I guess I'm about to post this. He still feel like he has some more stuff to say. And, you know, that's what we talked about, you know, a few weeks back when he wanted to get on. He wanted to really break it down and drop some jewels for some people, you know, to let you know that it's just not one way. You know what I'm saying? You can do it many ways. So, uh, again, you know, thank you for joining me on a Sunday night. Shout out to my executive producer, Mika. She the bomb! Um, thank you for everybody supporting episode shoot 14, uh, part two in the can. Thank you for the support. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Who's a real Bill the Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I be all in you like you disrespect this space in my lyric zone. I'm like a pit with a leg in his mouth. I bring it home, bumpy ripping everything known. Block every blow zone. I make you sit your whole ass down. Turn off your microphone, cause after me it's unrippable. I slap you in your mouth, your drinks will be unsippable. I got miles of lyrical styles. You must be out your motherfucking brain to think I'm not the nicest in the game. Disconnect you from your mainframe. Punch cock, swear your nose up like Murray the cop. To the beat down, you don't stop. Fox and bumpy, keep it hot.